0: Ben and I were having an off-mic conversation, but it started to get so real that I'm like, Bailey's like, turn on the mic. We need this on mic. We need it so on. So I was following up with Ben because it had been about a week since we've really connected and had, you know, more than a couple text exchanges. Yes. And, you know, and Ben was, I was saying, what's going on with business right now? We were talking about a current job offer he has been considering. And he's hmm. like, I just don't really want to do it. Like, I don't know if I want to do it. And then we were talking about happiness, and he started, he's like, well, what is happiness? Yeah, what is it? I am happy. Right. And I said, well, maybe you're not happy with the current grind of what you're having to do to maintain your lifestyle. And he's like, well, there's always shit you're not going to want to have to do. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to be out on my boat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Yeah, if we're talking pure happiness and bliss. I guess it would be somewhere to the extent of, I don't know, a million dollars a year in residual income along with, you know, the freedom to invest and do whatever the hell I want to do with my time. But is it all about income? No. I mean, that just buys you the freedom of not having to go and work for someone else.
0: doesn't make you happy, the money. But it's not going to so. make
1: you happy. So what the fuck is happy? I mean, what does that even mean?
0: Being I guess content. what does it mean
1: to be happy content content <laughs> well then I'm never gonna be because contentment is something that I've never been good at yeah, yeah. no I've no. never been good at contentment well, b- the well, greatest form of contentment for me is a great meal <laughs> but then I eat it, you know what I mean but then I'm hungry again. yeah and I'll get hungry again. I mean life is perpetual you know and I think that we have this idea that we're just supposed to be like arrive at this place you should of never happiness. arrive well,
0: but I guess, you know, when true happiness... Happiness? you Happiness. happiness. True happiness can be found with people on a low-income status. Yeah. Who are completely happy with their day-to-day job and, and, right. and the time they get to spend with their family. You, they wake up in a good mood. They don't need things right. and lots of money right. to make them cherish their loved ones and cherish their time yes and i don't know if i'm summing that up like i i'm looking like in my brain for one word right. that's like gonna in, in encompass happiness right um and i don't think that there is one word and it's not maybe complacent isn't the word content isn't the word but just being okay with where you are i mean like right now yeah. like and being okay with living in that where you lie and yeah. being cool with it because i guess if you're not cool with it well then you're trying to either strive to do more or you're comparing yourself which is that isn't going to bring you happiness comparison right. is the root of all evil you know i guess if i had to say it, it is just being okay with like i'm i'm cool right here yeah Right now, in this situation, with the hand I'm dealt, with what I've got, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm fulfilled. Right. I guess fulfillment. You're fulfilled. Your family life, you're fulfilled by your family. Yes. I guess you're probably, and if I was answering honestly, am I fulfilled? I'm fulfilled with my family. I got more than enough fucking family, Mike. <laughs> um. You know, do I wish I had to grind as much? No, but... For me, it's almost like the hunt. Yeah. The the building of what I'm doing, what we're doing. I believe in it so much. And while it doesn't happen at the pace that I want it to, but the excitement of watching it grow and and the opportunity and the potential that fulfills me.
1: For sure. And
0: hopefully it will produce fruit, which will fulfill me even more. But (sighs) am I waking up? Like, dreading. I can't say that I'm waking up work wise, dreading having to go work for the morning show that I work for, even though waking up at 3 a.m. does suck the donkey dick of life. Right. And I don't dread what you and I are doing right this second recording, because I think not only is it therapeutic for us, I do think we have a voice, we have a platform, we have a growing audience. And I think that impacts others right in good ways and bad might excite people it might piss people off but either way yeah it's impacting others and i don't think anything we do here impacts negatively you might not agree with what we say but i don't think it impacts you hopefully it just opens up your mind a little bit right so i can't say that i'm on a daily grind dreading you know, the amount of calls or shit that I have to deal with. For me, from an outside perspective looking in, and I know the real estate hustle. I know the ebb and flow and the ups and downs. Is this deal blown up? Is it going to come back together? Anyway, I know that grind. And I know that, you know, it's like an up and down roll. And the amount of calls and fires you're putting out is... I just don't know
1: anything else, you know? I I don't really know any other grind. I mean... I've done other things, but it's all been the same thing. It all comes down to talking to people. It all comes down to selling a product or a service. You know, I've never really been in the support role. I've typically been in either leadership or sales, so I don't really know how to do anything else. I mean, if I'm not going to sell real estate, I'm going to go sell something else because that's what I do. I just happen to know real estate really well. It's something that it has the ability to pay. Is it easy? No. Are there lows? Yes. Are there highs? Yes. There's highs, there's lows, there's everything in between, but it gives me a great deal of freedom. It gives me a great deal of income, allows me to support a great life for my family. There are pitfalls, certainly. Am I a little bit obsessed with cars and trucks and boats? and? all that kind of stuff, yeah, sure, but in a way, the way that I reward myself for going out and doing what I've got to do, those are the things that I really want, you know? I want a cool car, I want a cool, it's kinda like a kid, you know, it's like toys, you know? I mean, those are like toys. So I look at them as toys, I mean, I could take them or leave them, it doesn't really matter to me, you know what I mean? But I like those things, sure. The world that we live in is very, very difficult to navigate. I'm happy when I'm in nature, like our boy Jason was discussing the other day. I mean, you get out in the middle of the woods, you get out on a trail, you get out in a tent somewhere, you spend a little time in nature. Man, that's a really good way. I love being on the water. I love being on the ocean. The beach is cool. It's all right. But I, I'm not really a beach guy. I don't really hang out on the beach. I like to be out in the ocean, you know. That's exciting to me. So there's a lot of things that are exciting to me overall. I like spending time with my family. I like being around my parents. I wanna be around my parents more because I know the truth. And the truth is, you know, they're in their late 60s. Yeah. That's the truth. So how many years do we have left? How many dinners are we going to have together? How many Christmases do we have? So does it make me unhappy to be away from my family? Yeah, it kind of does in a way. Because I feel like I'm losing time. So it's like a drag on me. I can't let it go. So maybe I should be closer to my family. I don't know. But that's definitely something that drags on me.
0: Can I ask you a honest question? Yeah. Do you think that maybe you're having these feelings today in this sense is because you didn't get to spend your Father's Day with your dad this past weekend? Maybe is it like is that no. kind of not what is that something that you're no I, to...
1: I don't think so. I mean, obviously, I was looking forward to that, but Jennifer's dad had an opportunity to come to town, and and he rarely does. So my parents were fine not coming, and I was fine letting them know what the deal was, and they were completely fine. And we'll be down there for the Fourth of July, right, uh, right, down at the beach for a week, you know. And I see my parents probably every month, you know. So whatever. Right. But it's a situation where, just like anybody else, there are things that make me happy. There's things that make me sad. There's things that make me frustrated. There's things that make me glad. But
0: Are you Dr. Seuss? Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Run. I'm sad. I'm glad. I'm mad. I'm...
1: You know, for the most part, though, I think it's my family, my wife, my son, you know, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister. You know, my immediate close family. That makes me the most happy when i can be around and spend time with them
0: and fulfilled
1: yeah and fulfilled but you know i just don't think there's any perfect scenario and maybe that's just me maybe i'm making excuses maybe we should get coach kaufman in here to analyze me or right something yeah know? right but i've taken every performance test i take all the personality assessments I'm honest as shit on every single one of them, and they all come out the same way. You know what I'm saying? And people are like, wow, man, you just meant for great shit, you know? And I'm like, awesome, sweet, amazing, you know? Well, uh, I
0: guess it depends on what the, your, that person's definition of great shit. I mean, I think you're doing great now.
1: I do, too i do too
0: could you be doing better of course course. anybody and i believe you're striving to
1: i certainly am and so it's frustrating to me but you know i think that we all have different definitions of what that looks like and for me i like being on the move i like being on the go i don't mind going from one place to the next to the next to the next that makes me happy too i love being in kinetic motion you know i just love moving forward Or backwards. I I love solving problems. And I think sometimes you get to a point where you go, wait a minute, what am I doing all this for? What is the point of what I'm getting ready to go and do today? Like, what's the real point? Like, yes, I have to pay bills. I have to do this. I have to put money in savings. I have to do all that. But what if I died tomorrow? Would any of that matter? Well, of course. I mean, my family. But... I've got life insurance policies out the ass. If I die, my family's going to be very well off. I mean, what is it going to matter to me? Well, you're dead. What is it going to matter to me? You know what I mean? And I think it's a very, like, esoteric kind of a question, you know what I mean? But happiness to me is being able to live a day and saying, you know what? If I die tomorrow, I'm cool with that, you know?
0: Well, I think that's, that's kind of a hard thing to do when you have, you know, a son and a wife. Well, yeah, Yeah, of course uh, I don't want to die anytime.
1: I mean, I want to live forever, you know, but I want to leave things in a way
0: that that is is squared away and respectful
1: of them and and all those kinds of things. And that's done. That's already in place, you know? The question is, like, what do I want to do on a daily basis to bring myself joy? Right. Rather than... What do I have to do in order to make this amount of money or reach this level of success or pay for these things or whatever? I mean, we get so ingrained into our roles in life, you know, that we forget ourselves. You know, we forget who we are. We forget to do the things that we enjoy doing. We forget to be, you know, like if you're like me, you're always putting something else before. You're always putting someone else before yourself. You're always putting the needs of others before your own. And I think that, you know, when you get into a scenario like that, you almost forget to look in the mirror sometimes. Right. And then maybe when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, you go, wow, maybe I need to make some changes. But you can't because you've been delivering on such a high level for so long that that has implications. To change anything, you got to change everything. Well. Change everything. But if you want to stay happily married, you can't just do it. You can't just pull the trigger on big, massive changes.
0: Unless you've been living well below your means. Yes. To where you have a large enough nut yes, to basically ditch everything yeah, and move forward. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not three months from bankruptcy, right. or I'm not even six months or even a year. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, and I'm, this isn't me bragging, I've always considered the game of money and saving money. My wife calls me a greedy, like, yeah. oh, you're cheap. Cheap bastard. <laughs> well, I'm not cheap. I mean, like, I buy things that I need to buy, right. but the point is is I've always made it a game of personally of saving money right i've always kind of looked at it as like i'm playing a game right. and like it almost irks me to have to pull money out of savings for yeah. something like you know what i'm saying yeah. like i look at that as ah, yeah and sometimes you you have to because expenses come out of the fucking woodwork you're not right. expecting and and you know you're you have more month than you do money that's right And that happens. It happens to everyone. But am I in a place that, you know, I could sustain 10 years? No. I mean, I'd like to be. I'd like to have, you know, 10 years to where if I decided to make that change and walk away from everything right now. Right. I wouldn't have to sell my house and downsize or, you know, and, and really uplift the whole family unit. Right. To, you know, which there's nothing wrong with downsizing and cutting costs either. Because technically, I don't need all this house. I could get rid of 80% of the shit in this house, the stuff. And I was just listening, and I was going to play it earlier. Because the amount of stuff that is in this house now, Drives me up the fucking wall. And partly it's because we have three kids, and three kids come with lots of clothes. They come with lots of toys, but you just collect shit and then you store it. And most of it you're not using. Most of it, if you were moving tomorrow, you'd go, that's going in the trash. That's going in the trash. Sometimes I walk into my house and I'm just like, I'm about to lose my fucking mind because the amount of shit. Yeah. That has been given to us, that we've bought, that right. we've been collecting. It's not that we're hoarders, but like, it almost, life would be so much more simple.
1: Yes. From a
0: cleaning perspective, from a just, if I had to pay to move right now, yeah. and, and I was like, you know, I'm not getting rid of anything. Right. The amount of money it would cost to move the, all this shit in this three-story house yeah. would be fucking crazy. Yeah. It's just nuts. Yeah. And I feel like the walls are closing in. I'm like, I'm about to just purge. Right. You know, that's not needed. I don't need that. Of course, some stuff matters to you. But, you know, most of it, if it all burnt down today, you could replace it and be like, oh, life is so much. I think for me, because when I let my townhouse get foreclosed on, I was not in a great place at this point potential time and I was living off of money that I had saved I lost my job at the tattoo shop I went into real estate but as you know starting a real estate business things don't you know especially in the beginning you don't have a book of business things don't just start popping off Well, they didn't for me and maybe at the rate I was working, but I was knocking on doors. You know, I was so far behind that when I did have a closing, I got to like square up and even out. Yeah. Then it started backing up again because, you know, I just finally got even, but the next big closing or the next thing was still a month away. Right. And so I was like, you know, every time I did close, I was like paying back mortgage, back car payments, whatever it was for me. But when I was like, fuck this. And I gave my dog to my ex-girlfriend to hold, you know, because that was somebody I trusted with my dog. And I pretty much sold everything and moved what I, you know, certain things into my mom's basement as storage. Yeah. And then I lived in a penthouse, ended up living in a penthouse and on our buddy's couch for months. Right. With nothing but a duffel bag. And when I moved into the penthouse and I literally had an air mattress and some clothes and a computer, life was so simple. Right. And Not to mention I was living in a pimp penthouse. That was yeah. great, too. But, like, I didn't have all this shit. Right. And it's just, you know, to me, I was, I was almost fulfilled. Like, it was almost a happier existence. Not saying I'm not happy with what I have now. Yeah. I'm just saying I feel like that clutter, it's just, it, it's just unneeded. And I could walk away from it all. Yeah. It's just shit. That's why when people lose all their shit, hopefully they don't lose any family members or dogs, but it's all replaceable.
1: Well, I think that's it. I mean, I, I guess I feel like I'm living for things that are in the material realm, and I want to live for more than that, you know? I feel like I'm living for all this stuff, you know? It's like I'm a slave to stuff.
0: Consumerism.
1: I mean, like, even just helping people... Buy and sell luxury real estate. It's still stuff. It's their stuff. Right. I'm trying to help them get stuff. Right. Or get rid of their stuff. I mean, all of my day, de- every day from the time I wake up, it's either my stuff or their stuff.
0: That's a George
1: Carlin's fucking- You death. know what I'm saying? It's all about stuff. And it's like, I want my life to be about more than stuff. So am I happy? Yeah, I'm plenty happy. Absolutely. But I want to live for more than stuff. So how do you explain that? And what does that even mean? And what is the next? You can't just let go of everything. So I guess what do I do? I let go of a little bit of stuff? We're going to, this
0: is a perfect transition into this segment by George Carlin that is, I was going to start with this. Last warning. Not If you that do not one. get your
1: $21,900
2: <laughs> in health benefits this week.
1: More stuff. <laughs> Here we go.
2: I would have been out here a little bit sooner, but they gave me uh, the wrong dressing room and I couldn't find any place to put my stuff. And I don't know how you are, but I need a place to put my stuff. So that's what I've been doing back there. Just trying to find a place for my stuff. You know how important that is. That's That's the whole meaning of life, isn't it? Trying to find a place for your stuff. That's all your house is. Your house is just a place for your stuff. If you didn't have so much goddamn stuff, you wouldn't need a house. You could just walk around all the time. That's all your house is, it's a pile of stuff with a cover on it. (laughs) You see that when you take off in an airplane and you look down and you see everybody's got a little pile of stuff. Everybody's got their own pile of stuff. And when you leave your stuff, you got to lock it up. (laughs) You (laughs) want somebody to come by and take some of your your stuff. stuff. They always take the good stuff. (laughs) They don't bother with that crap you're saving. Ain't nobody interested in your fourth grade arithmetic papers. (laughs) They're looking for the good stuff. That's all your house is. It's a place to keep your stuff while you go out and get more stuff. (laughs) Now, sometimes, sometimes you've got to move. You've got to get a bigger house. Why? Too much stuff. You've got to move all your stuff. And maybe put some of your stuff in storage. Imagine that. There's a whole industry based on keeping an eye on your stuff. Enough about your stuff. Let's talk about other people's stuff. Did you ever notice when you go to somebody else's house, you never quite feel 100% at home? You know why? No room for your stuff. Somebody else's stuff is all over the place. And what awful stuff it is. Where did they get this stuff? And if you have to stay overnight at someone's house, you know, unexpectedly and they give you a little room to sleep in that they don't use that often. Someone died in it 11 years ago. (laughs) and they haven't moved any of his stuff. (laughs) Or wherever they give you to sleep, usually right near the bed, there's a dresser and there's never any room on the dresser for your stuff. Someone else's shit is on the dresser. (laughs) Have you noticed that their stuff is shit and your shit is stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Get that off of there. That's it, man. Now, sometimes you go on vacation You gotta bring some of your stuff with you. You can't bring all your stuff, just the stuff you really like. The stuff that fits you well that month. Let's say you're gonna go to Honolulu. You're gonna go all the way to Honolulu, you gotta take two big bags of stuff, plus your carry-on stuff, plus the stuff in your pockets. You get all the way to Honolulu and you get in your hotel room and you start to put away your stuff That's the first thing you do in a hotel room is put away your stuff I'll put some stuff in here, put some stuff down there Here's another place for some stuff here I'll put some stuff over there You put your stuff over there, I'm putting my stuff over here Here's another place for some stuff Hey, we got more places than we've got stuff We're gonna have to buy more stuff Oh <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I mean, that it just It's true. And you know, Hostway and I have been talking a lot about this and he talks a lot about it. He's like, "You're too into the material realm." And he's like, "I'm not just talking about stuff." He's like, "Stuff is just one part of the material realm. What is it that you do? What are you doing? Like this world that we're sold is all about stuff." And at a certain point, it just becomes bullshit. It's just not real. Well, and it's nothing you can take with you. For a long time, it was all so real. And I don't know. It just isn't anymore Yeah. for me. And I think that I've made this change on the inside, but I'm still living the stuff life. And right. I really don't know how to let go of it. I don't know how to change. I don't know how to do anything else. And maybe that's the challenge that I'm facing right now, is how do I get myself out of what I've gotten myself into? Well, and there's one very easy way to do it. <laughs> get rid Liquidate. Of my, your stuff. Yeah, get rid of it. Sell it. Sell I mean, it all. The excess. Get rid of the I mean, stuff.
0: You still need a car. You have to have, eat to have car. a
1: car. You got to have a place to live. You got to have all that stuff, right? But then again, the boat, if it brings you
0: that much joy and happiness, then-
1: I don't even care. I mean, I would get rid of the... I mean, it's whatever. It doesn't matter to... It's a small thing. It doesn't... Right, right. There's no stress around that for me at all. But if it's going to make me feel better, I'd dump it. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I could probably make a bunch of money if I sold it. But I'd rather have the boat. (laughs) I like being out on the water. That brings me a sense of joy that going out on the water, watching the sunset, going out on the water with my family, my son, finding a sandbar... You know, watching him run around and collect rocks and shells and, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. All that kind of stuff.
1: Stuff and stuff, stuff. So I don't know, man. I, I think that it's just very frustrating.
0: I totally get it. It's a grind. Everybody out there, just like we talked about uh, in the episode last week, we were talking about addiction. And, you know, everybody is addicted to something. Yeah. Some are maintaining. Absolutely. Teetering on that edge. Yes. While others have their life has spun out of control. Yes. Due to maybe going a little too far. Yeah. And now they're no longer maintaining sustainable control right. over those issues. And and I think it's kind of one in the same. We're all dealing with the grind of having to accumulate this tool called money. right? And most of us are doing it in a way that if we really had to choose, Are you really getting fulfilled from having to grind day in, day out and doing what it is you're doing to make that money? Now, you know, some people on a much lower scale and, you know, their grind is harder. Uh, There are people digging ditches for a lot less. Right. And being underappreciated and overworked. While some, like yourself, I mean, I consider it a blessing that you're, you know, and I've done the real estate, that you're able to go carve out as much business as you want to do to, you know. And it's funny because the same amount of time that you spend working on, you know, million dollar deals that put in a couple hundred grand in your pocket, you know, some people are grinding that same amount of time out for a salary of 30 grand a year. I know, and I just, I,
1: I could never do it. I, I, I really just couldn't do it. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with- No. With, with people who do, I'm just saying I could never do it. And I do enjoy what I do when I'm doing what I do, meaning when I'm helping someone, I really do enjoy it because I'm, I'm really good at it. But there's a lot of other aspects that I don't enjoy, and that's okay. I'm fine with that, I'll take that. I'll take all the other stuff that I don't enjoy in exchange for the aspects that I do enjoy. And that's completely fine. I think that it's just defining what it is that you want, defining where it is that your desires lie, and being able to admit when those things change. You know, what you want can change. Absolutely. You know, your desires, can change what you need can change you can change on the inside but you have to make the changes on the outside to reflect what's going on on the inside and i think that for me anyways it's been building for a while i don't want the same things that got me to where i am if you would have seen my vision board five years ago It It was all a bunch of stuff.
0: It would have looked like it was something out of Rob Report. Yeah, it
1: looked like the damn Rob Report, you know? And once you get all that stuff, you realize that it is just as cool as you thought it would be. You (laughs) know? It's every bit as cool as you thought it would be. But it's not as fun to have it as it is to chase it. Right. It's more fun to want it than it is to have it. It's more fun to dream about what color your Porsche would be. Than to actually decide and see it in your garage. I mean, there's proof. Okay, great. But once you have it, it's over.
0: Yeah, you drive it a few times, you know, but then it not that the shininess wears off, but the excitement of it wears off. I've got it's a like friend. It's like a conquered little hatchet.
1: Yeah, I've got <laughs> a friend, and you know him. He's a friend of yours, too. We won't bring up his name, but this guy, he can't. Get rid of this, what I'm talking about as it pertains to cars. And he's chasing the dragon. And, I mean, this guy, he's probably listening, and he knows who he is. How dare you?
0: (laughs) I'm just playing.
1: I'm not kidding. It's a quarter million dollar car every week or two. A different one. And he'll buy it. And, I mean, you're talking about the sickest shit.
0: Oh, he was at my house. Yeah, you know who I'm talking. He had a nice convertible Porsche.
1: And I'll be shocked if he has it in two weeks. Shocked. Because right now... It's in the shop. So first he got it. Right. I mean, he chased, chased, chased it. And now he's making enhancements to it. Now he's taking it and fully custom. The whole thing is going to be fully custom. It's going to be one of one. And he's on a trip until the end of June and he'll be back. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him or anything like that. No. I mean, do what you want to do, but it'll be gone. And so the point is that it's just chasing that dragon and it's never there. It's like a shell game you're chasing something that doesn't exist. That feeling that you think is on the other side of owning that thing isn't there. Now you can own it and that's real, but that feeling that you're looking for, it doesn't come from stuff. Oh yeah. It just doesn't come from stuff. And we live in a world that's driven by the desire for stuff. Yeah. The whole thing is built around it and it kills me now To see my son become infatuated with brands of clothing. Just like we're all trained to do. And I see the programming sinking in on him. And there's like nothing I can do about it almost. I mean, there is.
0: Well, but he's going to a school and people at school. And then it's like, oh, you got the Nikes. You got the, you know, whatever. Right. There's a lot of pressure. It's a whole thing. There's
1: a lot of pressure. And it doesn't stop. No. No. It, does, it even gets bigger and bigger and bigger because although we say comparison is the thief of joy, and it is, but we are comparing ass motherfuckers. Well, right. Okay, I don't care if you say I don't compare myself to other people. Okay, fine, but you do. Yeah. You do. Right. One way well, or another, you do.
0: And society, it might not be an individual person. They're going to make you compare your body type, right, to someone else, right, because you're gonna see models, right. you're gonna see Brad Pitt. How, you how we're built, yeah. I mean, and it's just, it's a thief. It is the thief of joy yes. comparison because it, it's, it is, because uh, you're not looking at what you truly
1: have. Stuff is also the thief of joy. Yeah. The problem with it is that it doesn't necessarily help. I mean, maybe it helps you in some ways. It's kind of like I talked about with the island. I was out there on the island in Lake Lanier. I was sitting up on the mountaintop and I was looking out at the ocean and I was just grateful to myself for bringing myself there. And then I looked down at my boat, as beautiful as it is, and I realized that it really wouldn't have mattered if I had gotten to the island on a canoe or in my boat. The point is that I could still enjoy the island itself.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of food for thought. And please, if you have any, you know, insight, if you're going through some of these, you know, personal battles, join the show by hitting us up at manfuse.com.